0: September 21st, 2022, we're in Masechet Sanhedrin, and and we're beginning where we left off, but it's not found in the regular text of the Gemara. It's actually found in the older censored versions of which in the Ozve Adar Gemara, you'll find it on the bottom, in the Haggahot v'siyunim in Ot Vav, I sent it in the chat. should be following over there. If you recall, the Gemara is in the context of talking about It was initially talking about Elisha and his relationship with Gehazi where Gehazi, the person who's together with him, his right-hand man, acts wrongfully but instead of bringing him in and being a little bit pleasant to him and looking to bring him closer, Elisha very forcefully sends him away. The aftermath of that is the Mishnah that tells us that Haba is not interested in turning back, the Gemara told us, when Elisha begs him, Hazor becha, because in the eyes of the rabbis, Elisha didn't when he had opportunity, although rebuking Gehazi, he didn't show a certain warmth to bring him in and inspire him to becoming a part of the fold in a regular fashion again. So the Gemara goes on, and this portion of the Gemara was taken out and describes Yeshua HaNosri. Now the timeline over here with regards to what we're gonna read about, although it's accepted historically or rather, rather in terms of our national collective memory, this story, I imagine everyone in the room will associate with Yeshu HaNosri, Jesus of Nazareth. Uh, The Gemara's storyline is a little bit off with regards to our historical date line, which means to say it's going to describe Yanai HaMelech as being a critical player in the story. And Yanai is living about 70 to 80 BCE. So it's a little bit with regards to who we're dealing with and the particular details, difficult to square it. Tosafot Emasechet Shabbatan. I think that Tosafot is censored as well. Elsewhere, Tosafot Arosh suggests we're dealing with potentially different individuals. Uh, As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, one of the versions of this Gemara doesn't even have it as Yeshu Han Nosri, just has it as Yeshu, which was the name of people during that time period. We don't find many or any others in the Gemara. It's possible there were different people with the same name and more than one of them, or alternatively, the rabbis gave the name to more than one of them, of the troublemakers of sort, But that being the case, we'll read it and we'll accept it as Yeshua HaNosri. It's certainly the way we've done it as a nation for some several hundred years. Says the Gemara Rabbi Yoshua ben Perahia, the rabbi of this Yehosh, uh, Yeshu, the Gemara said, was one of the individuals, like Elisha, who didn't exert his Yamin Mekarev, it's his right hand bringing in, even as his left hand is Meracheket. he, what's the case, Kedekatlinu, Yanai le leRabbanan. The Gemara at the end of Masechet Kiddushin, on uh, Daf Samech Vav, or so, the Gemara over there describes how Yanai Hamelech, who was the king who was residing over or reigning over Eris Yisrael at the time. Uh, got very angry at uh, the uh, the Pharisees, at the Pirushim, and specifically the scholars amongst them on a particular occasion. And the Gemara describes as a result his will and his mission to rid them of life, to kill all of the Rabbanim, to kill all of the Pirushim, what we'll call the uh, you know the, the traditional uh, uh, rabbis of the time period. So he's looking to kill them all, and they're hiding, and they're running away. Azal Rabbi Yoshua ben Pirahia, they issue to alexandria shall misraim so they run away to alexandria in egypt to find a refuge to find a peace with shimon ben shatah at merite ahate and shimon ben shatah whose sister was married to the king, uh, he is left alive, we talked about him earlier in the Masechet, in a similar occurrence. So he's allowed to reside and stay in Eretz Yisrael at that time period. Ki hava when peace was, uh, came into effect, which means to say when they're no longer looking to hunt down and kill all of the Pirushim, the traditional rabbis. Shalach le Shimon ben Shatah. Shimon ben Shatach sends a message Encoded uh, to Rabbi Yoshua ben Parahiah, Mini or Minai Yerushalayim, Ir HaKodesh, Lechi, Alexandria, Shel Misraim. It's from me, uh, Jerusalem, the holy place. Of course, he's writing uh, not specific and not particular, no details. That's almost an SOS code with regards to what he's sending to him to Alexandria of Egypt. I'm my sister Alexandria, but my Ba'al, my husband, so to speak, my spouse, is dwelling in your midst. It's a reference to Be'yoshua ben Prachya, who had a very high standing uh, in, in uh, the, amongst the people at that time. Well, that being the case, the message is being sent, we need you back. Because Amar Shema'mina Ikashalma Be'alma, uh, Rabbi Yoshua ben Prahya understands from this letter well, there must be peace. Why is he reaching out to me otherwise? Come, uh, Rabbi Yoshua ben Prahya gets up from his uh, new residence. His temporary residence in Egypt. On his way back into Israel to Jerusalem, it appears uh, he stops off in an Ushbiza, some uh, ha- some host. Uh, brings he and his student Yeshua Nosri uh, together, and they're they're residing in uh, or not residing; they're staying in a, a motel or in someone's home. Um, they're, uh, they they honor him very much. I guess it was good beds, good food, something of that sort. Amar he says, he says he he remarks maybe publicly, maybe specifically to his student, how uh, wonderful, how, uh, how nice is this, uh, this achsenia, is this hostess or is this host. Amar Yeshu Rabo, Amalu Yeshu, his student Yeshu, turns to him and remarks, thinking that he was talking about the host's appearance, not so much about what she did for them, not at all the, the, uh, the, the stop that they had there, but rather when the rabbi said she's very nice, he was referring to her physical appearance, says Yesh, amale, yeshu, Rabbi, my master, my teacher, terutot. not so sure I have the same taste in women as you because her eyes are round. In other words, he was interpreting his rabbi's words as a reference to the physical appearance of this woman. He was talking just about her character. And in turn, he's critical for physical appearance. Amar lo, responds to Rabbi Yoshua ben to his student. You're talking about tastes in women. Rasha, bekacha ta'osek? That's what you're dealing with? Wicked one. That's what when I talk about a woman. That's what you think about. Is that your issue? A peak meot shipore. And he takes out four hundred shofarot, four hundred uh, horns or trumpets. The Gemara's expression many places with regards to excommunication, as they would take out many trumpets, many horns, and sound them in order to designate that the person is now excommunicated. Vishamte, and he places this student in shamta, which is uh, which is uh, which is excommunication. It's like nidui. So the, the student, Yeshu, comes kama zimnin many times, or several times, in order to forgive him, in order to say, I changed my way, I understand, I comprehend your message to me, I've, I'm a changed person, not paying attention to the physical appearance, certainly not of women. Amar kabelan. He says, accept me. Please accept me back in the fold. I'm doing teshubah. Lahava he didn't pay attention to him. That's Rabbi Yoshua ben uh, Prahya to Yeshu. Yom had one day, The Rabbi Rabbi Yoshua ben Prahya was in the midst of reading And again, his student Yeshu comes in front of him. This time, he was going to accept him. The time had come. Something changed. However, he... He gesticulated, he showed him with his hand something along the lines like that, or maybe like that. as he was trying to tell him just in the middle of Kiryat Shiva, hold on a second. But instead of interpreting it that way, Yeshua understands it the way it's been until now. Savar, he understands, he he in his mind, Midha Dahele. He's again pushing me away. The rabbi has no interest in me. The people have no interest in me. I'm a forsaken soul. Azal Zakaf levenata. he goes out and he erects a, a, a brick, Vihishta havala and he bows to it, he begins worshiping it. Amarle, uh, ultimately speaking, at some point after he goes off, Rabbi Yoshua Ben Prakhya turns back to him similar to the Elisha story, right? Elisha, after Gehazi is already involved in his hotel <laughs> Machati Elisha runs to him, the Gemara told us, and tries to convince him, Hazor <laughs> Becha, same storyline over here, Amar Le, responds, Yeshu, Kach Mekublani Mimecha, here's my tradition from you, Kola hotel Maspikim Biadol and says that my tradition from you is that if I'm a sinner, and I cause others to sin, I won't have a chance, the opportunity, to actually repent properly. The Amar and lastly, the statement in this context is Yeshu Han-Nosri kishef the hesit at Israel. The statement is um, that Yeshu Han-Nosri, what was his mahatiet Israel kishuf, his sorcery hesit uh, He convinced others to go off the path of monotheism, of worship of HaKadosh Baruch to Avodah which means that he was not only Choteh personally, but he was mahatia terabim. What's the punchline of the Gemara? Ironically, the punchline of the Gemara... What, what, what the sin actually was, that he... Was the, was the <laughs> we did see a little bit of the reference in the other censored version of, of, of the Gemara when we talked about his death penalty and how they executed him, but we never have the specifics with regards to that amongst the Chachamim. Either it's an individual that we don't have such specific details, or alternatively, quite the opposite. We're talking about Yeshua Nosri, whom we all know about in some way, shape, or form. I know your question would be, but in his generation, how much so was he driven by or driven to? Not fully clear. That's, those are the words of the Gemara. And again, the, the punchline of the Gemara, ironically, is, pointing the blame at ourselves, right? And it's looking at B'yoshua ben P'rachiah, instead of saying, look at this rotten person, what he did to us, it's like, where did this all begin? It began with our inability to bring in those who were out of the box, to bring in and set on the path those who were stepping off of the path. All right, back to the Gemara. The Gemara is back on the issue, briefly, of Gehazi. Gehazi, again, was Nitztara Elisha's, Proclamation, a statement about him is that he should have sarat, as should his descendants in the future. He himself had sarat in the lifetime of Elisha. And then we have a, a curious um, a description. Uh, this is actually if I'm not mistaken, the, the haftarah to parashat it comes afterwards. It's, it's, it's a haftarah to parashat mesorah, uh, The pesukim describe a, a miraculous occurrence. It's when we were uh, threatened by Aram, uh, and uh, this is, uh, the, the, we're threatened by the, 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 the camp by the nation of Aram. And there are four men who are mesoraim, and as a result, they're not in our camp and um, they overnight notice and realize that the Aram people because of something miraculous that took place because of a noise that God produced to threaten them they all fled whereas we felt the threat they were there and they were they were positioned to to hurt us tremendously there's this miraculous occurrence that they feel threatened themselves Aram and it's these four men who are there and ultimately speaking uh, take advantage of their entrance into a, an abandoned camp. But the Pasuk says, shim hayu Who were those four men? It's almost, a, it's almost a, a, a mystery. There were these four leper men, and they observed the Aram camp. Uh, is it significant who they were says the Gemara Gehazi it was none other than Gehazi and his three sons and again the, uh, the, the circumstances that were in that situation are very telling as well because again Gehazi is the one who's driven by uh, self-wealth the one who's driven by let me get the presence from Naaman in that circumstance as well these Misuraim have an entrance into the camp in order to uh, gain uh, uh, and, and benefit them Says the Gemara Tanya, Amar Bishimon Benelazar, Yeser, Tinok, the Isha, Tehesemol, Dohe, or Doha, the Amin, Mekarevit. The following three situations and human beings, uh, you should treat them consistently with a Left hand, which pushes aside and away the wrongdoing, but at the same time, the right hand, again, not in the physical sense, that brings in. The first is yesir. Yesir, of course, means inclination, says Rash- Rashi, ta'avato, your desire specifically your desire for uh, for for relations. Uh, that should not be something, says the Gemara, that's altogether distanced. An ascetic lifestyle in which a person's not procreating does not bring to, A, fulfillment of the individual, and B, continuity of the world. There's a mitzvah in the Torah of Peru Urvu. We're supposed to appropriately channel our yesir and be able to capitalize on the opportunity that it gives us if we're looking to To wipe it out, if we're looking to become uh, some sort of ascetic tribe wherein uh, we're not involved in procreation we'd lose any continuity and as human beings ourselves we'd be unfulfilled without legacy without continuity, without the ability to continue Torah and mitzvot as a nation, so there should be an appropriateness with regards to simul meraheket We shouldn't be heathens. We shouldn't be driven just by our desires. But at the same time, there should be a yamin mekarevet. We should be channeling this appropriately. Just on Sunday, I mentioned how the word yesir actually comes seemingly from the word yesira, to craft, which means to say, uh, effectively, we have an essence to ourselves. The question is how you craft it. Are you yoseret tutob or you yoseret much as the world, much as a sculptor puts together a, a statue, takes the clay, that's the, that's the essence of what it is, and then crafts it, he's yosir. so do we have that opportunity, we have that responsibility. Are you going to turn it into something negative, something detrimental, or are you alternatively going to be yoserit for tob, for a, an appropriate continuity, involvement, education, and so forth. What are the uh, isha and tinok? Rashi says da'atan kala, back in the day, women, and children were envisioned as people as beings who had difficulty with regards to a mature mind and as a result instead of distancing them because of their immature mind in whatever it was they were involved in there should be a simul meraheket make certain that you do rebuke that you do set on the right path but at the same time a yamin otherwise they're altogether lost is that a reality today or nashim mm-hmm. da'atan kalot today i suppose it depends who you ask generally speaking we accept that there is a psychological growth with regards to the education and the wherewithal of women but nonetheless, please, in your marriage, in your relationship with women, please exert a yamin me- mekarevet. It will, I think we all know, always be beneficial. And that's a reality with anyone and everyone today in truth. Tanura baram sholosha halaim hala elisha. the adabaraitah says there were three sicknesses, three illnesses that befell elisha for three, on three different occasions. Ehad shigira dubim batinokot in a strange passage in seyfe bet there's a description of how children were making fun of elisha and elisha calls forth two bears and the bears eat up some 42 children. Terrible occurrence. That was about whether it's a mashal or not. But ultimately speaking, that is one of the three occasions on which he becomes sick uh, as a punishment for his doing. Another one of these uh, terrible illnesses in his lifetime was when he distanced Gehazi without seeing the responsibility to bring him in. And the third one, was the 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 sickness which caused the ultimate death of Elisha. It cites a Pasuk and Rashi says reading that Pasuk carefully is what teaches you there were three illnesses. The pasuk says the Elisha Et Asher The double wording Hala, he was sickened by the sickness from which he died, those three Hala one, Holy Two, Ashbo is three. It's a that of the Chachamim, Sometimes it's a little bit um a fluid in their approach to it, but there were three. What's that? This is Elisha ben Avuya. This is Elisha. No, no, not Elisha ben Avuya. This is Elisha Hanavi. <laughs> oh, okay. This is Elisha Hanavi. Okay. Says the Gemara. They're really tearing him up. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, uh, all right. We have with the, the Gemara is ironically a critical of Elisha Hanavi. Says the Gemara. Just last few lines over here. Ad Abraham lo haya zikna. there's a famous statement. The Gemara Mashech Bava Mitzia has it as well. That until the days of Abraham there was no physical physical aging. No, um, you, you wouldn't look at a person and see aging on them. Uh, they just appeared uh, to be uh, spry and, and young, uh, just like everyone else. There was no difference between a person who's getting older, who is older, than the young one. Abraham, Any person who would see Abraham would say, and say, "Oh, here's Yitzhak. That's Yitzhak, called the Hazeli Yitzhak." Hay Abraham. It was inappropriate because people were confusing father with son. I guess with my voice, I have that reality. But this was in terms of complexion um, and in terms of just appearance. Abraham therefore requested old age with regards to appearance. The pasuk describes for the first time in the Torah. Um, a, an appearance of uh, zaken babayamim. He has a certain aging quality to himself, just really very briefly with regards to the positive of aging, I know it appears and feels sometimes not that way but Judaism, Torah has always embraced it, there is a um, there is an opportunity, there is a, a human quality which is born out of our acceptance of aging if we believed we would be young and live forever, we wouldn't feel the burden of responsibility to be productive parol um, uh, the Pesukim the described in various circumstances is is that sort of individual who stands for a society in which they never embrace, they never admit to aging or to dying. If we believe that we will be young and not die ever, we will live lives in which we'll say, well, I'll take care of that tomorrow. I'll deal with my responsibilities on another occasion. It's only because we know the clock is ticking because we're able to realize and experience a certain aging in life uh, that we're, pressed and pressured uh, to be most productive and to find that meaning. In truth, the word zakan, a beard, uh, designates zikna, and it's always been traditional all the way back to the time of of Yosef. Yosef enters into Egypt and he shaved of his beard. In Egyptian society, they were clean-shaven, denying the passage of time in life. Whereas outside of it, Yosef had that beard entering into Egypt well, of course, it's shaved as he goes in front of the king. says the Gemara, Yaakov Until the days of Yaakov, there was no weakness. There were no ailments that would befall people. The <laughs> pasuk that says, Hine seems to designate this as the first time you have holy. People would, just at a certain juncture, not live any longer. There wasn't a sickness that led up to it. The sickness, which the Gemara describes as Yaakov's request, I interpret very similarly. Sickness brings forth a certain a ability to have closure but as well it forces us into an introspective spirit and mindset we're forced to think about what's most important what has been what will be for ourselves for our family when we have that opportunity i know it's an ironic opportunity but it's an opportunity which is necessary instead of a sudden and absolute stop ad elisha lastly says the gemara until the days of elisha no people would get sick and then die maybe for from the days of Yaakov, you would get sick, but that sickness would lead to your death as it did with Yaakov. Elisha, Elisha came ahead and he requested rahameh, mercy from heaven, which in our context tells us that that last sickness of Elisha, or maybe each of them, were supposed to be his death penalty. That sickness in the past would lead to death. He requested the opportunity to live again, which means that sickness would no longer designate absolute death. It would be throughout your life, that opportunity, the checkpoint to stop and think about yourself and where you're going, where you, what you want to be. Amen. amen.